It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm not quite sure who it was yesterday, but it was one of the callers who sparked this idea and thought about it throughout the day. Who are we? Where do we come from as a people, as a country? Just how do we relate to each other? Why are we at times at each other's throats? Why are we at times in agreement? It it was one of those, you know, you you have this thought that keeps running through your mind throughout the day. Then I thought about three, kind of three buckets for your, I don't know, call it for your thoughts. Not to get your ideas on it. I mean, yeah, there's lots of politics. There's lots of other issues to be discussed. And, heck, I see calls already lining up, so we'll get to those too. But the three buckets of thought that I came up with, spiritual doctrines, one, cultural mores, two, societal outcomes, Three, three buckets. Now, I've used the phrase before, you know, the the spirituality, Christian doctrine, but the spiritual doctrine includes all and excludes none, recognizes the good and the bad, the unknown, whether you're a Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, by the way, even atheists included in that entire bucket and much more. What are they? The good ones, the ones that more favor freedom and and true tolerance of others, or even in disagreement. You can disagree. I don't believe the way you believe. But, hey, you do you. You believe the way you believe, and don't try to impose it on me, right? Doctrines. But from a lot of these doctrines comes good behavior. So societies, individuals, therefore societies, that have a more common belief system that produces a better community, one that doesn't go out to oppress another one, to force another one to believe, and not even related, and why I use the word spiritual, not even related to a particular denomination of religion, but oftentimes based in a commonly held, if not deeply held, but commonly held religious foundation. You know, one of the great things about this country, think about the founding, think about why uh, the Mayflower left England, why the pilgrims came here despite what the lies that are being told by the 1619 project and others think about why people left other nations in search of and insert whatever the blank line in search of religious freedom the right to life the right to liberty the right to pursuit of happiness the risk that came with it going to an unknown land they didn't have social media <laughs> Back in the 1600s, they couldn't go on Twitter in the morning and say, hey, what's going on over in that other land across the sea, across the ocean? 
Uh, oh, let's see. The uh, Iroquois are doing this. The, the Mohicans are doing this. Well, what's going on over there in the Seminole areas? They, they didn't could see this. I know it's hyperbolic, but I hope you get my point. So people took risks. They took risk based on some common ideas. Exploration, yes. Curiosity, certainly. Risk to get to something that was better. Sometimes just desperation to escape. And we have lots of those stories that remain untold, unrecognized, because many aren't taught or many are not going out and learning the history and sometimes in the anecdotal fashion, the, the history of this country. But because we accepted more than rejected, because we had a core foundation as a people, even in disagreement, and there have been rampant disagreements. There have been religious wars in America. People don't think about that, but in small pockets around this country at times, even during westward expansion and more, it wasn't just about the Indians. There were differences. Animosity. But there was more in common to get through the puritanical days, to get through the things that led us to pro prohibition-style behavior, whatever it was. And here we are. But that's part of the societal outcome, and I'll get to that in a minute. In the middle, the second bucket that I mentioned, society, from spiritual doctrines to cultural mores. See, cultural mores. Good behavior, what's accepted, what's not accepted, what is codified in law, and in some cases, what was codified in law, which was wrong, but recognized by many, such as the founders of this nation, that needed to be overturned, but there had to be a mechanism to do the same. The, the, the demand isn't enough. There has to be will, but there has to be mechanism in order to have action. America became who we are today because good overcame bad in simple terms, but not without loss, not without contention, not without all-out civil war, and societal demand was a big part of that. Maybe for some it was just, hey, it's time to get past it because there are other more important issues in life, like my personal liberty. But people who had differences were willing to come together to fight, sometimes for different reasons, but overlapping reasons at times, to do better and become a more evolved nation. And that's where good cultural mores is the result of better spiritual doctrines. Plural. Notice I'm using the plurals here. Doctrines, mores, and I'll get to outcomes in a minute. Now, how many people even use the word mores anyway? It's an old word, you know. A lot of people don't think of it. It's in, still in the dictionary. They haven't removed it. But it is so much more. It is the result of societal demands. What we accept, what we don't accept. It's why we're under attack by the hardcore anti-American bunch, not just in this country, but around the world. Look, there are two, basically two groups. There are those who 
see this country for what it is, would like to have it or become a part of it. There are many who would like to see their nations reflect what we have and what we have exported to the world with both blood and treasure in the form of freedom. We've only asked for, in times of war, land to bury our dead. Look at the fields of green with white headstones across Europe during World War II, for example. And then we leave. What do we leave? We leave them the idea of freedom. The idea that you can take charge of your lives. That your government should respect your needs. And some countries have come close to that in their own form, in parliamentary governments and in others, and some have failed miserably for a variety of reasons. But the idea of real freedom and diversity still exists in many countries. Again, if they can't get it there, they seek to come here to America. Now, that's legal immigration, just for clarity. Not illegal immigration. Societal outcomes. See, here it's so much more complex. Good doctrine, good cultural mores, the outcome as a result of that. Now, there are extreme examples in radical Muslim societies that are the post-Mohammedan Uh, belief structures, again, something key there, pre-Muhammad, post-Muhammad. But in the post-Muhammadan version, after his conquest, you see the radicalization. People would use even their children as weapons in jihad against others. In other societies, in Africa, for example, not just related to Muslim beliefs, but in other ways, radical belief systems. Even far-gone application of dogma under any religion that has led to conflict where conquest is required and forced behavior and belief is required if they're successful. And this has happened across the, the space of time since we've had human civilization. You were a heretic. Then there was the Reformation within the Christian doctrine, more the Catholic. Then you had the break-offs and you had the Protestant denominations come out of it. So if you go through it, about any religious belief or system, you'll see the spread, the tentacles, whatever you want to call it, that happen, that occurs, people split off. Some become just simply different. Some become violent. Some become cultish, whatever it may be. And again, I'm not ignoring any belief system. I just can't, can't go through the list. There are just too many. But what has been the societal outcome for those harshly held, harshly dogmatic, and oppressive belief systems. Those societies or those groups have failed or in the end will fail over time because, let's face it, human beings lean more to freedom than they do to despotism than they do to dogma that oppresses, than they do to forced behavior. They may suffer under it. Societies do that for generations. But eventually, some form of revolution, or at least a desire for one, exists. So when America is attacked, 
by the liars, the race and poverty pimps, those who would take the country apart under whatever guise to create what? A society that is only adhering to their belief structure? It just doesn't fit whatever their belief is. We lean more towards real tolerance, even in agreement or disagreement, or lack of understanding, and that's a strength in this country. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Our diversity is not up for debate. It exists, and it's the very reason the people who hate America feel that they need to force their beliefs down our throats in every which way. They are the oppressors. Not one society on the planet, this nation or any other nation, however the size, small, medium, large, or behemoth, has ever had singular, solitary belief structure that survives generations. It's just not possible. Human beings are different. When we start to see things for what they really are, understand the similarities and differences better, and recognize that we don't even understand all of it, then you become a more free, open, and thoughtful society. All right, this sounds a bit philosophical. I get it. I thought about that, too. I wonder how people are going to sink their teeth into this, or, or maybe they're not. Maybe, maybe you don't care. But if we're going to fight and win as Americans for the American ideal and to reflect something that Samuel Huntington, by the way, a more liberal writer, wrote about this country in the sense of anyone can become an American. Further, he went on to explain that you have to have not just the desire, but you have to back it up with actions and you have to accept what America is and who she is. That's why it's a constant struggle to become a more perfect nation, but also a natural evolution of a society that has a foundation in a cultural promise in the Declaration of Independence, in a legal DNA, in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, in, in a system that even goes further into what I call the white paper level with the Federalist Papers, and those who stand out and say, with all of this in place, we're still not perfect because we're human beings, but we recognize that we need to work to be better. And we have done that successfully in our 200 plus years of existence. And other empires have died in less time with greater control. Think about it. Oppressive regimes require effort. Dictatorships require effort. They must force people to behave and have mechanisms in place to keep them in line, whereas in free societies, in freer societies, the people, for the most part, hold themselves societally accountable. So less efforts required by the ruling regime or those in power, and yes, even in a constitutional republic with a republican form of government, we have those elements to watch carefully. So if someone seeks more power and control, 
Well, eventually, we lean towards freedom. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little bit too philosophical this morning. I don't claim to have all the answers. Never did. But I want you to start thinking about what makes this country special. What makes us unique in one way and capable of expanding our uniqueness to others. I, so many countries and societies and leaders real leaders for their nations, people that sometimes I am lucky to interact with, tell me about their view of America that matches what I'm talking about to you now, what they want. They come here. They study here. They spend time here. They use our universities, observe our political systems, work in organizations, work with organizations, and, and, and bring that back in an attempt to make their societies better. Our greatest export is us. 866-95-PATRIOT-957-2874. Who's America to you? What would you do? There's arguments, there's political arguments, there's social arguments. There's, There's so much more to this. But our core is under attack primarily from the hardened leftists, the progressives. But if we don't understand who we are and who we really, really are, not based even on what what I, David Webb, believe, there are things I may want to see happen that that's just not going to happen. That's real, not realistic. doesn't make it bad or good. But I recognize that It's not my way or the highway in every single instance. And reality, well, that plays kind of a big role in life. 866-95-PATRIOT. Social media, David Webb Show. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.